You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specialising in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. I am in the studio today with Jodie Robinson, who is Special Counsel at McCulloch Robinson. Welcome, Jodie. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So, Jodie, before our guests come into the studio, uh, we Google them, find out everything about them professionally, and obviously work history, and we'll talk about that. But firstly, share something with us that I would not have found out via Google, something that's hidden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to want to be a dancer. So I love to dance. Um, If there is a dance floor opportunity, I will completely hog it. Absolutely love it. used to grow up, used to dream of running away to the Kelly Abbey Dance School with my best friend to go and be a professional dancer. Um, But then, you know, grew up, got a part-time job and stopped dancing and did all the next things. So now I don't do it um, probably even as a hobby. I took a dance class um, in my late 20s and realised that my body couldn't do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly injured myself and decided that I would just leave it to something that I do for fun. Ah, okay. Well, I loved it. We have that in common, Jodie, because, of course, I love to dance having done dancing CEOs, which, you know, could be in your future, possibly. Um, and I have been part of an adult dance troupe down oh, here, yeah. competing in the mature and motivated section of Gold Coast Estedford. So I that's like an that. option. Mature and motivated. I know. That's what they call the section. It's, I don't know about that name, but okay. So dance moves. And obviously still love to dance socially absolutely yeah there's a dance floor you're on it if there's a dance floor i'll probably be the first person on it i love that i love that okay we'll leave the dancing shoes to one side for a moment and let's talk tax now you're like a tax guru and and when i talk to people about you and your name comes up you know i mean we're not talking behind your back but i'll just say when people talk about you there's definitely uh, the admiration, but there's there's a sense of like you absolutely in your field are a real specialist and know your stuff and have such a strong reputation. Um, so let's let's firstly talk a little bit about your background and sort of where you've come from to get to this point in your career. Let's talk about that first. Yeah, sure. I um, started. Um, in a Gold Coast firm, did articles, the old school way of becoming Mm -hmm. a lawyer, um, and was working primarily in commercial law. So did lots and lots of commercial law, um, business transactions, um, all of that sort of thing. And it was a, it's a brilliant firm, was an absolutely amazing opportunity Mm -hmm. and space to grow. Um, But then I I got to, um, I don't know, maybe about fifth year lawyer level, and I just wasn't loving it. I, Mm. I felt like... All, I looked at all my peers and, and they were loving their careers. They were so passionate about what they did. Um, and as much as I love the commercial world and I love business clients, it, it, there was something missing. Mm. And I started doing 
um, a lot more strategic work with businesses and our business clients and started looking at financials a lot more and started learning around um, the role that tax plays in transactions and how if you don't get it right, you can get a completely different outcome versus setting someone up, structuring them the right way, giving them the right um, framework and Mm -hmm. um, how much of a difference that could then make to businesses which then meant um, more generational growth, um, you know, they can hire more staff. Um, And for me it was the first time when I stumbled into that area that I felt like I was really making a difference. Okay. And so why law to start with for you? (laughs) Um, I actually had enrolled to do human resources management Mm -hmm. um, and ended up with a better OP than I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! And uh, I just thought uh, some rallies got in my ear and said, you know, you really shouldn't waste that. What about medicine? And I thought, oh, no, no thanks. Um, And then law was the next choice. And Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in those, you know, really awkward uh, first year law lectures where they go around the room and they sort of talk about, you know, why did you do law? And there's all these like amazing people, but just, you know, well, my family have done law and I've always wanted to be a lawyer and I'm passionate about justice. And the only answer I could come up with is I really like John Grisham novels. <laughs> um, and I didn't love law to begin with, but I yeah. just, yeah. Um, I my, my parents always taught me that when you start something, you finish it and you mm-hmm. uh, make a really good go of it. So, I love that, okay. Yeah, I just kept following the next steps. So it was like articles, I better find a job um, and was just very fortunate to end up working with amazing people who their passion mm. then ignited my passion. Yes, yeah. Um, and I still think to this day I tell, tell people I don't – I enjoy my job but my passion is more for the people in law, so both yes. the clients and the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, then law is a – institution yes yeah absolutely and I think because I get asked a lot around you know different careers in law you know why do law why study law and you know the amount of people I speak to who are just who have found their passion within the law Mm. and that 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 legal background and and the knowledge and, and that has just being able to put them in the position where they can do work that they love. And, yeah, sometimes that – because the experience of being a lawyer is so different depending on the type of law you do and the firm you're in and whether it's government or not government or, you know, like so many opportunities and choices for law graduates and young lawyers or lawyers to pivot, of course, you know, throughout their career. So – like that, finding out, yeah, what turns you on, as I say. Yeah, very much, and not sort of thinking. Um, I guess the risk in the early days was well, just law in general. It's not it for me, and mm-hmm. I was lucky to have some really good mentors who just encouraged me to try on the different hats. And I worked with partners who were just as embracing of yes. that, and sort of yeah. said. Uh, and when I would share with them, hey, I love this, and then they would help sort of. Um, steer me and I think particularly in relation to tax I remember wanting to do my business law specialist accreditation Mm -hmm. that's the one I really wanted to do but my um, partners who are also still today mentors of mine at the time really encouraged me to do tax 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so petrified because there are not very many tax specialists. Um, but I did it and, and, yeah, absolutely love it. I love everything there is about tax. I am happy <laughs> to be the proudest tax nerd in the room. Um, because it's a, uh, upon meeting you, because I had, and oh, I don't want to offend you or have this guy coming out the wrong way. I feel we're friends, so it'll be fine. But I'd heard so much about you from, I suppose, from a just a, a legal specialist technical point of view. And I think, like most people, had this assumption of, you know, guru specialist tax lawyer. Who is this Jody, and what is she going to be like? And then meeting you at a few events, I'm like, this, this is Jody. This is this is who. And it was well refreshing, to say the least, around um, you know personality wise, like really authentic, really genuine. And and I could tell that obviously a. a You've got the specialist knowledge, but also people person. Mm. Also being able to connect with people. Empathy, connection, rapport, all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you. That's that's embraces everything really. Yeah. That, that I do. Um and, and I think the other benefit of being a tax lawyer is you sort of go to a room and um, I remember being in a, in a Gold Coast women's networking room, a huge room. Like it was really great to see so many um women of the profession out really mm-hmm. celebrating what they do. Um, but I met so many of the same type of lawyer yes. um, to the point where I was the only tax lawyer in the room and then at following events, it was always like, people don't always remember your name, but it was like, you're that tax girl, <laughs> you know, and that, that led to my Instagram, you know, <laughs> which is more about absolutely. camping than tax, but yes. anyway. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, because oftentimes, you know, when I'm meeting new people or I don't know, um, either in business or personal life and stuff, and they're like, oh, you're a lawyer. And they're like, I bet most of your friends and that are lawyers. And I'm like, well, yes, they are. Like friends and family mostly are lawyers. And I said, but but don't give me that face because we are fun. Like we are, like if you saw us, like, you know, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But I think the tribe has a pretty good time. Definitely. You know, we got a good, definitely. we got a good crew yep. of friends and, and colleagues and connections yeah, and I in think the wider circle. Working in what can be such a serious field sometimes and um, you are helping people with their problems every day, um, no matter what area you do, I think you need to have a crew around you who can embrace life, love life and mm. just just know how to have fun and, and enjoy the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. So you spoke earlier about you know, mentors in your career. And it's certainly a, a big piece that I talk to lawyers about, particularly, you know, stepping up in their career about finding mentors and um, and that relationship piece. Maybe a little bit more from you on that, on the role of mentors in your career. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important to have mentors. And I was... Um, told that you should always have three people in mm-hmm. your life, um, someone that's really a mentee that's coming up under you that you can guide and, and you know, help them with, with their direction of whatever that looks like, um, a peer who you can challenge yourself with and keep each other accountable, mm-hmm. 
um, and then a mentor, which um, I was told to look for somebody um, who, you know, not, not from an envy point of view I wanted to be, but somebody who was living the kind of life that I would want to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, finding legal mentors meant looking for lawyers who were both um, exceptional in their field um, but family people because family is so dear to me and so important mm-hmm. that um, there are lots of great lawyers who have devoted their entire lives to their career and that's, that's their choice and, and they love that and that's fine for mm-hmm. them. Um, mine has been more about finding that those mentors who understand that wanting to have a great family life and even just, a, you know, go on holidays and have fun and mm-hmm. but also be a great lawyer, that you don't have to compromise either. Yes. Um, it might look – the scales might <laughs> go a bit different <laughs> at times. Absolutely. Um, but, um, yeah, you can have both. So I was really lucky to have um, some mentors who still today um, v- very much some of the partners that I grew up with mm-hmm. in law. And, like, I spent um, 18 years at my first – firm. Wow. Um, okay. So very much grew up as a lawyer there, you know. I, I learned a lot of Did things. Did you start when you were ten as a some child <laughs> prodigy or something, Jody, going on. <laughs> no, no, I was just straight out of uni, straight in. Yep. Um off off I went, didn't have the gap here. Um and yet just really wanted to be a partner and all those things that I think, you know, were very much um, back then, that, like that was the only Smack. path. Me too. Yep. That, and was there that, wasn't another path. That path to partnership. I was head down and that was the goal and nothing. I think I took like a week off with my first baby, yep. <laughs> a week maternity leave. And I said to my husband at the time, I'm like, because there was a big leadership retreat happening at Korean Cove. Yeah. And he was a premier. He was like four weeks early to start with. And, you know, John just had a few issues going on. And we were home a week or two and I said, get that baby, bundle him up. We're off to Korean Cove. I'm not missing this leadership retreat. He's like, I think we can, you can just like chill for a while. I think, you know, I don't think they expect you to be there. I'm like, we're going. We are going. <laughs> and I was just on this, yeah, for, I, I mean, I know we, there's a bit of a, we're not the same vintage, but um, certainly that, just that, Stepping up into associate, senior associate partner. Yep. Boom. That's the ultimate goal. And it was for a, most of us. And by a time frame. By you know, a time frame. I had frame. a time frame in mind, yep. and I don't know what I thought would happen if it didn't. <laughs> Clearly, things have turned out okay, but. Um, well, what was, you were going to do when you got there? Like, yeah, was it like this holy it. growl that it's like, ta da, I've arrived, you know? Yep, no more, just sit down now. That's um, right, done. 30, done. Yep, that was it. Yep. Yeah, so it was just um, been very lucky to have, and then so the same mentors have still, as I, I then um, made a decision after a while to leave that firm yep. um, just because I'd been there for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, particularly in tax, I wanted to learn from someone different just okay. to see. Yes. So just to, just to get, you know, experience different leadership styles, experience a different firm style. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and try that on and see what that would do. I just really wanted to grow again. You know, I'd gotten to a point where I was really hungry for more personal growth. Yes. Um, it coincided with being divorced and, you know, um, which was really good in the end because I reevaluated, you know, who am I? What do I like doing? 
Um, which You've then, got kids too, Jane. Yeah, I've got three, yep. three, three children mm-hmm. um, and um, they, they keep me going. But um, And everything I do, you know, is very much for them. But like you, I'd made decisions early on that were very much with my partnership focus mm. in mind. Um, so, yeah, they were, you know, mum's back to work and, you know, working long hours and, and, and playing in that. So now my decisions are more focused at, you know, still being a great lawyer, still having great opportunities, mm. um, but keeping that family balance a bit yep. better in check. Yeah, it's you know, about creating, it's just, you know, creating that life, thinking about what what does that look like for me? What is that kind of ideal life and and how to make that work with family and partner and holidays and work and hobbies or or community work or whatever that might be for people. Um, and as you said, that balance or those priorities will be different for different people, all cool, but finding what that right kind of configuration is for you. Yeah, finding your own journey I think yep. is really important. Um, there is no one path. I, yep. I thought there was, but I discovered as I got older, there's no one path and there's mm. no one style of lawyer. There's no one style of leader. It's just, you know, finding your true journey mm. and then sticking with that and making yep. sometimes tough to- choices, yes. um, choices and consequences um, around what, what matters more. So advice for, you know, advice for lawyers then or, or just, you know, prof- professionals in general around, you know, when we're, when people are looking at the next opportunity or maybe looking for the next firm or the next organisation, tips around that? Um, I think some of the things that really helped me when I just had no idea, I knew where I was, wasn't right for me any longer, mm-hmm. but didn't really know where to go next. Um, and... Some of the none, none of these I came up with myself, obviously. <laughs> Some of the exercises that I found most beneficial. Um, one was just you know s- taking some time out really mm-hmm. and planning like what does my dream day look like at work, yes. um, and write it down and just take off the um, the lawyer limitations yes. of of ideas as they come up and just mm-hmm. let them flow and go. Okay, well I would do this and then I do that and then I do this, and then when I started looking at other opportunities, it was then a bit of a pros and cons list, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, looking at how that pros and cons list matched my ideal idea of a, of a job mm-hmm. um, and then realising that it was okay to acknowledge that I might have made a mistake in making one of those choices. Yes. So um, learning to recognise the difference between some things you have to stick at for a while before... Mm-hmm. They gel, like particularly new roles. Yes. Um, you know, particularly going from having been somewhere for 18 years, pretty much knowing everything there was to know about the place, every document that had ever been created, to being the new person. Mm. Um, and, and not even just law, but learning learning to make friends. Yes. Um, which, Hi, I'm Jolie. Yeah, will you be, be my, my friend? friend. <laughs> Very much. I'm really fun. I promise. Yes. Yeah, or I, I, you know, I, I often sing the Cheers song. You know, sometimes we want to go where everybody knows our name. Everyone's glad we came. And I, for a similar experience, everyone knew Midger. In the firm, everyone knew Midger. 
and I didn't even have to introduce myself. Everyone was like, oh, that's Midja. Just let her do what she does and whatever. And then going from a firm where, you know, 900 people know your name to then starting a business with that same name and getting messages like, what's a Midja? And who the hell does she think she is? And all this. And you're like, oh, like I didn't make new friends now. Or, you know, like building, you know, building that brand and building that um that foundation and new relationships and new connections and and building trust from from ground zero. I mean, you you bring all that, your experience with you, of course. Um, so did was that was that terrifying? Was that exciting? Was that probably both? It was terrifying yeah. and exciting all at the same time. Yes. Um, yep. And you know, I'd learnt years ago doing some personal development stuff. You know that that. Um, Fear and excitement were the same emotion. Same. It's just how you your your brain processes them. So I would constantly tell myself, "We're not terrified. We're going to have fun." <laughs> um, and and did like I've yes. just been so fortunate um, to at every opportunity I've had to meet great people yeah. who I've been lucky enough to maintain long term relationships mm-hmm. with. Um, yeah, it's been really lucky in that journey to figure out what kind of leader I want to be mm. um, and what kind of lawyer I want to be mm. and imp- impact, hopefully, people along the way. Mm. And, you know, is it the case that, you know, once you've you know, ridden the roller coaster once or twice, it's kind of easier to go on the roller coaster again insofar as, you know, n- other opportunities or stepping up again to something different? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I found that, um, the scariest choice to make was the very first time yeah. I chose to move. Yeah. Um, and then making a choice each time became easier. And I think what I learned was more that I trusted myself mm-hmm. in in the decision process. There was less um, voice, little voices of doubt mm-hmm. um, and more, no, um, I've got a gut instinct that this is the right thing to do yes um and i also you know i always make decisions based on what's right for me and what's right for the the particular firm yeah um because even though i might choose to move on um that creates a space for someone else to to come in and you know that might be you know the next person's big um, step in their journey Mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes um now I do want to promote loyalty. I've got lots of junior lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Please stay. <laughs> but it's it's the um, you know equip and release kind of yes. mentality. Equip people, train them well, be mm. very generous with your knowledge. Um, some will stay forever, yep. and some will go. But then hopefully, you know, if we've all done our jobs right, they'll go on and do amazing things. Mm. Um, I, I I love that, and you know because. I know for me in, in leadership in my career, I wanted to nail people to the floor. My, my, you know, my people, I was like, we're just going to nail them to the floor and just keep them where they are. And the managing partner, you know, when people would resign and stuff, and I'd be like, ah, like just losing it. And he would just be like, let them go, Midge. Like, let them go. And, um, you know, they've learned and they've this, they've had this experience. And yeah, it was a bit of a lesson for me that, you know, it's people kind of, as you said, have their own kind of journey. And I think particularly now we have 
and if you look at like work of the future, we have this kind of on-demand workforce. People want to do interesting work with interesting people on particular projects and come in and do this work and, and collaborate and do that and then go and do some other work and then come back and then go here and then like what's the best team to do this piece of work for this client and um, but it does it's a, it takes a different mindset to have that sort of fluidity within um, your work um, I think it's a good thing and I think people want this meaningful work they want to be doing work that kind of turns them on and uh, and yeah that might mean changing roles it might mean coming back it might and that's all cool cool to do that it's very cool and I think that's something um, particularly in our profession we are needing to get much better at quickly yes and it's, it's going to require different approaches and different systems um, but you know, you've got the end result is passionate people, the right people for the right mm. project, collaboration. Um, it's a lot of work, um, mm. but there's huge potential. Absolutely. And I think you can see other industries, you know, kind of doing that insofar as, um, you know, certain, yeah, they'll step in and they'll collaborate with another organisation. You, you see that sometimes, you know, with some litigation or something like that. So I have seen that in our profession um, but I think more of it now mm. and we're going to see more of it to keep our next generation of lawyers enthused and engaged and motivated and all that kind of stuff. They're going to want more opportunity and different opportunity. And they're not as um, fearful around change, yep. I think, um, at least as what I'm going to call my generation were. Mm. Um, they're much more willing to just you know, have a crack, go travel overseas, hope to get a job when they come back. If not, let's choose our next adventure. Um, it's inspiring, I think. That, that, yes. that passion and drive and kind of, well, let, let's have a look. You know, mm. we can either sit here and criticise it and Absolutely. say, you know, why can't you, why can't you just be loyal and stay here for the next 15 years? Or we can say, no, that's amazing. Like, yeah. go out and learn absolutely everything you can because um, quite often if you've provided a great environment and a great culture, mm-hmm. that in itself will attract people back absolutely absolutely and and if not you at least create a bigger network yeah you know? yeah love that so talking of uh our next generation of lawyers coming through professionals coming through um what do you think they want from their leaders or from you know these positions that they're stepping into and i know they're different they're all individuals so i get that but just generally from your observations Generally, from what I've experienced, is they want a present leader. Um, mm. They really want that that leadership from the front concept mm-hmm. um, to know that the their leader is in the trenches with them, helping them, um, motivating them, encouraging them, inspiring them, mm-hmm. um, and they really want that that effort of of mentorship. Yes, um, feedback I find you know is. Um, more hands-on than it probably was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of face-to-face feedback um, and they want real feedback. So mm-hmm. they, you know, despite what we all sometimes read in the, the media, they don't actually all want a gold star. 
They want to know, like, what can I do better? Yes. Certainly the amazing young people I've had the privilege to work with want to be the very best that Mm -hmm. they can be. Mm -hmm. And they're happy to figure out what does that look like Mm -hmm. for them. Um, So, yeah, leadership that's present, lots of opportunity. So good, exciting work. Mm -hmm. Um, Gone are the days of making tea and and coffee and fetching (laughs) dry cleaning (laughs) that uh, may or may not have occurred 20 years ago. Um, Yeah, I spent a lot of time doing things like that and I spent a lot of time at the court registry obviously a lot of time just sitting there waiting for filing to happen an hour or two with my little ticket waiting yep. for my number to be called I was very lucky I was the complete opposite um it was very much a sink or swim mentality mm-hmm. so I turned up and about a week in the partner said he was heading off on leave mm-hmm. and here's all the files and there's plenty of people around here to help you if you can't figure it out um, which is awesome. Yeah, it's a great um, way to learn. So good. And, yeah, it was only through talking to my friends. They, they were like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Yes. Um, so definitely young people today want that challenging, inspiring mm-hmm. work. Um, happy to still do the hard yards. They're pretty real about what the pathway looks like mm-hmm. um, in terms of it's not all going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. But I think certainly the challenge for us as leaders is to get that mix of exciting, challenging work in there just mm. to keep them interested um, and to listen. I think listening is really important when they're talking about what they might be loving or not loving so mm. much and being alert to, well, hey, they're not particularly enjoying this area, but they're really displaying some skills and attributes that might be suited for another area yeah. um, of law because they're all so different. Absolutely. Um, require different skill sets and um, I think it's really good to be able to help you know, the young people coming through and figure out yeah, what's their journey and um, only they can you know, make the choice but I think it's part of our responsibility to identify those attributes, natural giftings and passion. Yes. Um, they really want to be passionate and feel like they're going to um, work in a, achieving something, working for a purpose, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sort of say they, it's no different for any of us. I don't think anyway. Certainly for me, I want to know that I'm making a difference, that I'm helping people. Um, and sometimes in my area, it's actually helping my staff, not not necessarily mm-hmm. you know, the clients. You know, I might be telling them they're going to get a big tax bill, um, which is not helpful for them. But yeah. um, I just got one of those. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we should have done something about that before we put the tax return and now I have a huge bill to pay off. You've got to learn to talk maybe to me. I'll, I'll talk to you. I need to talk to Jodie later, actually. This is a good point. Yeah, so it's it's that purposeful mm-hmm. work um, and I think that they just know um, and they know what they want and I think as, as leaders we need to be really attentive and, and there for them and, and provide those opportunities. Yeah, it's that attentiveness, that presence, listening, that perception, picking things, all of that. And, um, yeah, I think I've gone to the days of the absent leader who, you know, comes in, gets the lift to the top floor in the corner office, shuts the door, and you may not see them till either they go to lunch with people or at the end of the day or and you see them once every six months maybe at a performance appraisal (laughs) (laughs) when you might get some crumbs of feedback. Yeah, those days are kind of, those days are kind of gone. Yeah, I think so. I think they're well and truly behind us. Mm. And for you around, um, like next steps for you in sort of your career, like what are you what are you looking forward to next? What's you know the next kind of few years bring for you? Um, 
more, more of the same for me. Yep. Um, I'm really loving where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, really loving the ability to um, learn more, do lots of really challenging work, work with a great team, mm-hmm. um, go camping, um, fishing, hang out with the kids. Yes. Um, so for me, I've learned that it's actually okay to really love where I am. And I'm just, you know, for at least a little while, going to sit in this spot. Mm. Still learning, still like learning as much as I can. I've, I've got three amazing partners that I'm working with, all with mm-hmm. different skills. Yes. Um, and all who've been around for a very long time. So learning both from a leadership point of view and a Absolutely. law. And then you're leading view. others and, and mm. being that mentor and, and, you know, that's a space and a skill set as well yep. to develop. Absolutely. And, and getting better at that and getting more opportunities. Um, to, to particularly work with the young lawyers, that's my, that's my passion. That's what keeps me around. Um, yeah, is watching them grow and watching them just get that, that light bulb passion moment where they're, they're in their sweet spot. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the kind of lawyer they want to be. So not just sort of making little minions, but mm. you know, helping them to start to work out where they want to be and identify who they are and what kind of lawyer they want to be and then see them live that out is what yeah. makes me so happy. That's cool. Absolutely. I love those light bulb moments as well, those aha moments. And I, I, it's just such a privilege, I think, to be able to, you know, be a facilitator of those kind of moments for people. And like people don't forget that. You know, if you think back on the people in your career and your life that have, you know, held the mirror up or, or helped you through that, like they're with you always. And, you know, sometimes when I start leadership programs, you know, I'll ask people to think about one or two people in their careers and we talk about them and, and their attributes. And, um, and you know, if they're young lawyers or young professionals, I say, you know, in 10 years' time when I come back to this firm, I want, people to be mentioning your name and they'll never forget you um, and that's super cool love that and sometimes you don't know you know like I meet people and they'll come up and they'll go I was in a course 15 years ago and you said this and I'm like oh goodness people are remembering like one thing you said in a course and, um, and you're like okay well that's cool and it creates another level of accountability. Oh, <laughs> because you're like, oh, okay, this works both ways. Yes, people are actually listening and watching. And um, as I say to leaders, you're always on show. You're yeah. always on stage. I've had those moments where something will happen. I'm very passionate, so something will happen and um, the words are out of my mouth and I'm trying to get them back. Um, <laughs> I didn't really mean it that way, and if you're just like, yeah, we're just backpedaling a little bit. And I think I've, all I've done then to, you know, people I've been around is just kind of be vulnerable and authentic yeah. and go, you know what, I actually would have handled that differently. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still. There's still workshops and things, and something comes out, or I say something, and I'm like, I. Don't, that was not great. I should not. I've either gone down a rabbit hole or I've said something that... I still have those moments. I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's out and, you know, you never know. That little rabbit hole might actually help someone. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. 
Um, Jody, you know that this podcast is also about love, and I am, you know, if we've had many a drink over cocktails, many conversations, you know, I'm looking for big love in my life. I know you have found big love in your life. Talk to me a little bit about this, um, about big love, and um, and give me some advice, Jody, and our listeners who are out there <laughs> searching, forever searching. Oh, I think when it came time for me to start looking for love again, I, I did it a bit like I do things at work. <laughs> Had a bit of a list, and right, let's go. You know, off I go doing the task, and um, that didn't go very well <laughs> that, that way. Um, met some great people. Um, but never really found the right person mm-hmm. for me and then um, gave up pretty much. I went, well, I'm just going to hang out by myself for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the moment I gave up was um, the moment that you know the universe presented me with this handsome hunk of a man <laughs> um, who I've, you know, by then I'd gotten sick of the rules because I didn't realise there were so many rules. There's a lot of rules. Uh, it hurts my head. I know. And mm-hmm. so I'm very much, you know, bug of the rules. Um, you know, walked up, said hello. Um, I really like you. <laughs> I had a bit of wine in me, so it probably went a bit differently to that. Yeah. Um, I think you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, very much just, yeah, we, we hit it off amazingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he uh, challenges me because I'm quite, you know, passionate and opinionated, mm-hmm. um, but in a really good way and kind of brings out the, the best, the absolute very best. And and it was, for me, the big moment was finding that person mm-hmm. who loved me for all of me. Like I'd finally gotten to a self-journey part where I had learnt to love all bits of me. Yes. Um and, yeah, he loved my whole self and didn't expect me to change anything or do anything different. It was just he thought I was hilarious and just laughs when I'm, you know, saying something ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was that moment of, you know, loving my whole self and being brave enough to let someone else. Mm. And when he came along, I just didn't wait. I pretty much told him instantly, like, hey, that was, you know, it was so much fun to hang around. Um, let's, let's do, do this, this. Yep. Um, and he's the same so um, yeah, I love that yeah so that that was very much it so I'd say get rid of all the dating apps and head back to the pub right <laughs> all the good men are at the pub right funnily enough watch out GC this weekend <laughs> I'm having the wine I'm at the pub and I'm just approaching people at the bar yeah. and a different one I think that was the other thing it was I'd never ever been this ah. particular venue. I went there because there was a country band playing that I love. Okay. Um, so I got I out like of my that. comfort zone, yep. went somewhere different, tried something different and wasn't even, ex- like, wasn't looking for that. I was just there for a really cool band and, um, yeah. Found him. Found him. So, yeah, I think the dating advice I would have is um, just put it out there. Like, don't be afraid of getting hurt and don't be afraid of looking silly, you know. Yeah. We do stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot out there of me. I, I think that that's bolted already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but and but there's something about that um, that fear of or risk of rejection in that dating field. And certainly for me, dating has I think 
made a big impact on my business, just my confidence as a whole. Like when you, I've had a lot of first dates, Jodie. Like I, like the number is crazy. Uh, it's, I've been single seven years, so lots of dates. You know, I've gone stage where sometimes two dates a week. Yep. So you can the numbers add up, uh, and it's just like now I'm just like, hey, this is me. You know, there's like I maybe a little bit nervous, I guess, but excited. Back to that, <laughs> I'm just excited. Um, but it's been great for business as well because now for me, I, I have the same approach with my business and my clients, and I keep it very light. And I'm like, hey, this is me, and this is what I do. Um, do you want that? Is that something that would add value or not? And if not, that's cool. And I think that's that the authenticity. Piece, yeah, you know, and being authentic in everything. So business, love, all yeah. of it, and and being around people mm. who embrace your authentic self yeah, um, and encourage it that's what i love that's what i love all right we are going to um finish with our message from the universe as we always do uh so we have carpe diem or trust your crazy ideas trust your crazy yes, I ideas i knew that one was happening uh, i don't even know why i really asked um <laughs> right pick a card we're not we don't have many cards left i've got to buy some more and pop open the front, Jody, of that and tell us the message for you. Oh. Da, da, da. Very exciting. I love this. The world is your playground from Ellie Katz. That is so you. That is you see, you end you get what you're meant to get from the magic box of life messages. Absolutely. Life's a playground, love that. Um Jody, where can people find you, chat to you, your platforms of choice, I guess? Um, so via the um, McCullough Robertson mm-hmm. website, um, my email is jrobinson at McCullough, which is au. Um, otherwise, um, you can drop me a line at any time on 32338689. Um, and yeah, reach out, please. Happy to talk about anything, tax you know, life in law, what that looks like. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely open book. So. Wonderful. It's been so good to have you, Jody. Thank you so much Thank for taking for the time me. out and uh, coming into the studio. And that is a wrap for this week's podcast. Uh, I'm Midja, and go out there this week and have a fabulous week in life and love and in leadership. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks, everyone. Thank God it's Monday. We trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midger podcast. Host Midger Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach and facilitator. To find out more about Midger, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram, Midger Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share and leave a review. 